Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. nerds and welcome to another episode of Nerdyverse here on Nerd Herder. So much nerd is happening because we love so much nerdy things. Mm-hmm. You can be a nerd about anything and uh, we are well known for our nerdiness of Star Wars but we also nerd about horror. We do. And right now that involves the Saw franchise. We've been talking about the Saw franchise for the last couple of episodes because it's a series we enjoy. Not necessarily yeah. a favorite but it's, it's, it's a good series. Uh, as a whole. I mean, it's got more good than bad, I will say. I agree. I agree that it has more good than bad. It wins more than it doesn't. And um, overall, it's one that I like to share because it's one of those that I think a lot of people don't understand, uh, hence why they have the negative or uh, no opinion Mm -hmm. uh, of it that they have, you know, because they see the, the blood and the guts and they think that it's just all about that. When, in fact, there's good twists and story and cinematography. Um, And at least for a huge chunk of it, they really tie a a really big narrative together and and manage, at least for for me and some people, to keep you interested, I think. Like like, like I said on Twitter a couple of days ago, like, there's so much plot Mm -hmm. in these movies. Yeah, and and honestly, I think it would make more sense and I think more people would understand it and get that if they moved away from the traps and... I think, though, uh, unexpectedly, they ran into a genre. They'd created a genre, maybe even, mm-hmm. for people that were interested in creative, you know, kills, you know, that are interested in how they um, create these traps, the prosthetics that they use, the way they manage to really work it out. Mm-hmm. And so they at, once you kind of tap into that, then I think there was this pressure to kind of continue to um, uh, it, it, take advantage of that. Yeah. And so it sort of went from being, well, it's it's gritty and, and nasty and, and dark circumstances for a really good story to kind of pushing up the, well, it's it's very skeevy and nerve wracking and, and, and anxious, uh, anxiety inducing kind of horror. Mm-hmm. And and we're still trying to do that story, too. Yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Not only just created a genre of film, they also popularized that genre within the horror uh, community. Like we had had movies that were gross before, uh, but nothing quite like Saw um, up until that point. I I don't think that Saw One was really like the world's grossest movie, but it had moments that definitely had you like on the edge of your seat. Well, it's like it's it's like metal music. Metallica was not the worst thing to happen to music, yeah. and they were not evil and satanic like people thought. But bands that have come after them have been and are bad. And you know, it's one of those things where it's like we're so focused on this new, different thing mm-hmm. that we think it's evil that inadvertently opens the door to actual evil. Yeah. And you know, I'm not going to get into semantics of what I think evil bands are and blah blah blah. But I think <laughs> you know, there 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 are bands that I think. Yeah. should upset parents and then there's Metallica that are, are just a bunch of grandpas now and like <laughs> just, nobody's scared of them I'm upset about Megadeth for different reasons and so yeah you, you do see but see it seeping into other films where they start to say well we've got to get more elaborate we've got to get more creative we've got yeah. to have a better story uh, along with the scary 
And, and I do think the early films of Saul marry scary and story very well. Mm. Uh, and I think Spiral does try to get back to that. And, you know, our whole thing, and, and if you want our film-to-film opinion, because we take the time to talk through the story, because that's our, our point with these. That's ultimately why we rewatch them. We're not like, oh, I want to see that specific trap or this, you know. We, we watch for the story and the twists and yeah. the intrigue. We watch for the plot. And so we, we journeyed through that for the last couple of episodes. But um, if you watched along for all of that, then you know that uh, where the series previously ended, quote unquote, um, for the second time with Jigsaw in 2017, mm-hmm. uh, we were a little dissatisfied. Um, you know, it just it, it didn't feel like this should be the last film in the series. Yeah. It's fine if it's in the series. Um, every series has down films, you know, films that they just happen. Yeah. Heck, even uh, Saw 5 is like that, where it's like Saw 5's not as great, but it has to continue stories to get us to Saw 6 that is interesting and yeah. Saw 7 and, and, and so forth. Yeah, like it's it's not filler, but it's definitely not well, like a concrete. I, I think it's filler, but I don't think it's a negative filler. I think it's I just it, it what connects the dots from mm-hmm. 4 to 6, which is where the real story continues and everything. And, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you kind of have to watch it because there's that one conversation and there's that one thing. Mm-hmm. But overall, you're not, you like, if you go from 4 to 6, you're not technically missing much. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, you know, when you're watching it all the way through, it, it you kind of it, watch 5 by being carried by the other ones. Yeah. And similarly with Jigsaw, if there was something else to come after it, if there was something that it would flow into, I think it wouldn't be so meh. Yeah. Um, and, and, and overall, it is interesting. It had some very interesting traps. Like, and I love the blender. That I, was great. I, I think here continues at least some of the things that are interesting about it in, in mm-hmm. Spiral. Uh, and so, yeah, Spiral's a whole different thing. Um John Kramer is mentioned. The original Jigsaw yeah. is mentioned, and that's it. And I, I appreciate them so much for that. Um, yeah. With the subtitle of this, it kind of gave clues that it was going to distance away. Um, but I appreciate that they really stuck to it. And so it's from the yeah. book of Saw. And, you know, if we didn't say it earlier, I'm going to go and call out spoilers for the entire movie. If you have oh, not yeah, watched I feel like, it. Yeah, because this is because, new. This is brand new. Yeah, like we... We went to see it a couple days after opening. Yeah. Um, um, and, you know, I think we were very hyped for yeah. it because it was interesting, number one, to see the series come back mm-hmm. um, after it felt like, number one, it should have stopped when Kramer died. They mm-hmm. managed to keep it interesting even after that. But then the most interesting plot, you know, his uh, apprentice out there doing his own thing also got wrapped up. And so it's like, Okay, I would have been okay if you stopped here. Mm-hmm. You went further, and I was okay with it. And then you stopped. So I'm like, what else? And that that's kind of what Jigsaw was trying to deal with. Yeah. What else do we do? But it's still tied too directly to the original films, I think. Mm-hmm. Jigsaw was still too big of a piece of the puzzle. Whereas here... Yeah. yeah I see what you did there. Very punny. Um, here he's not. Yeah. Here he is merely the inspiration um, for our actual killer. Um, yes, which, and we're going to go ahead and say killer. This yeah. dude is out for blood. Yeah, and so, um, and that's the thing. So Spiral, mm-hmm. um, I, I, 
the the title I think is meant to allude to it. So it's Spiral from the Book of Saul. So it's the idea of Spiral is the killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he ever directly calls himself that, but I'm going to say that's who he, he does. he's Spiral. Um, and from the Book of Saul insinuates he is who he is by the inspiration of John Kramer's Jigsaw. Yeah, and that's really it. it, it it's a large part of his. Yeah. motivation he's very similar to hoffman in that sense is like he was wronged therefore he wants to exact revenge well, on even the people who wronged even him. the guy from jigsaw mm-hmm. and see and, but i think this does a more interesting aspect because the other dude he uses jigsaw to his own means but he also still tries to push a, a jigsaw narrative yeah except for that one guy except for that one guy. He, like it's one of those things where it's like by and large i agree with jigsaw but not with not not in your case yeah. because of personal vendetta. So it's, again, one of those things where it's like it's holding back the character's intrigue because he's trying to just copy uh, completely an, an original and already dead character. Yeah. I have a question that is going to come up later. Do we ever find out what Article 8 is? Yeah. What is Article 8? That's the big ending. Well, we'll get there. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> so this... this uh, story sets up in a different but similar way to that so whereas in jigsaw the killer comes back because of personal vendetta Mm -hmm. but still tries to adhere to jigsaw terms this one is like we said before completely disconnected he's inspired by the um beliefs of jigsaw um but with a lot of his own personal means so this guy comes in and does his own thing essentially in order to play his game. It's not yeah. therapy. It's not rehabilitation. It's just him using inspiration from a killer to become his own killer. It's an edgy boy doing edgy things. Right. And so um, it, our main character is played by Chris Rock, which is very interesting because dude, he had a big hand in getting this made. Yeah. like That, that was awesome. I've never seen him in a serious role before. I, I don't think I have either. A step, a definitely not horror. No, I, I was really impressed, yeah. honestly. He, he did a great job. And honestly, he's the best part of this film. Um, Samuel L. Jackson's yeah. in it, too. There's not a bad Samuel no. L. Jackson movie. And don't you dare say Snakes on the Plane, because the only reason you can watch that movie is because of Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. So, I am sick my point stands. <laughs> of these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. All right? <laughs> I've never heard that one before. So Chris Rock really dominates this and and really leads the ship in Mm -hmm. the way. It's a good and a bad thing. And I said this right after watching this movie. And actually, we were kind of going back and forth with Mm -hmm. uh, uh, texts uh, while we're watching this. Yeah. Uh, Because it's one of those things we want to be polite in the theater and not talk. But part of what we do when we're watching these movies and everything is we take notes. We talk about it. and, And that's what ends up creating the show the podcast yeah i have my spiral what the heck is happening notes <laughs> there you go and on my phone the whole time because i i have adhd yeah my uh short-term memory is not great mm-hmm. so i like to make notes in the moment when we watch movies that we're going to cover on the podcast well, and it's one we're not going to be able to rewatch if we're like there's moments where we're like hey i know we watched this last week for the show but i don't like let's watch it again just so i can make sure i'm clear on something Mm-hmm. We couldn't do that with it. I mean, we could if we wanted to spend the money on tickets again, but like, yeah. we're not going to. No. Um, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not going to watch this again until it's on stream, and it's yeah. going to be very soon. And um, you know what? I We are going to watch this again. Like, yeah. We are big, 
a proponent of like if you're not super into a movie the first time you watch it, watch Try it, it again. again. Well, I think this in like watching it in conjunction, I think will feel better. Yes. Um, I do like it more than Jigsaw. I, I agree. think it's a better addition uh, to the story than Jigsaw was. It still does suffer from, and and what we talked about was it's this idea of. And yes, James Wan um, and Leigh Warnell came back to uh, executive produce alongside uh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock had stake in this game, which mm-hmm. I appreciate so much. He's part of why it got made, and that's really cool because mm-hmm. he cared about it. Yeah. The, but like we talked about how there's a big difference between, oh, I've watched all these movies, I love these movies, I love the chance to make one, mm-hmm. versus I have fundamentally sought to understand what the creator was going for and I want to continue that story yes. where they're not going to. Um, yes, we had original creators of the series, James Wan and Leigh Warnell, uh, executive producing. I definitely think that's much more of a, look at this, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. You know, like, I, I don't think, I, I think they're the type to be like, well, this is your story. I, I, I can say that I think the killer might do this or that that should mean this. But mm-hmm. overall, I think what you're doing is cool. The difference is, it's not always in making good film. It's not always just about doing what'd be cool because it's a saw movie. It's sometimes what's doing, doing something that's you know narratively fitting, something mm-hmm. that has a, a, a double meaning and, and and a lot of things. And some of that happens here. Some of it doesn't. And so I think last time last week when we were talking about Jigsaw and I was like, this doesn't feel. This feels like it was made by fans. It that's a good and a bad thing. Yeah. It's why I don't agree with. You know, oh, I've seen all the Star Wars, I've read all the books, and I, I get Star Wars and I should make a movie. I don't think so. I don't think just because you're a fan that that's enough of a qualifier. You've got to be a good filmmaker. You've got to be a good writer. Not you know? everyone should wake up as the head of Lucasfilm. Like, <laughs> yes, we just to, to ride that? current Twitter trends. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, although I think both of these films, and, and I can say as much for Spiral for sure, yeah. Both of these films were made by fans. Yeah. I don't think they had enough behind them of, all right, I get you're a fan of these things, but this is what the film should do. Yes. I, I don't think there was enough navigation there to end up with a 100 out of 100 result. Yeah. I mean, I had the thought during a certain point of the film where I was just like, it feels like they're just checking off boxes. Yeah. Like, and and it, that's not a bad thing. I, I mean, it's a safe bet for sure, considering yeah. how long it's been since we've gotten a solid Saw movie. So mm-hmm. I, th- I think it is very much this thing of like, this is for people that have never seen. This might be a gateway to some people for the Saw yeah. uh, films. Um, but then it's also one of those things where it's just like, you know, we don't want to go too new and too unknown. Mm-hmm. I, like, I there's all kinds of factors. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not going to go on, they should have done this, they should have done that. No. At the, again, at the end of the day, I'm okay with what we got. Oh, yeah. I just, I think, par- I'm just talking through part of the reasons I think I feel the way I feel about what we got. Yeah, like, I I see in my notes a couple times, like, this movie's really funny. It, it is very it is funny. It is very funny. I love the moments where they clearly just let Chris Rock kind of, yes. like, hey, you're going to be mad at this guy. I need you to just dig into him and, and say whatever you would say if he had just said this about your mama. And, like... Dude, at, at the beginning, the Forrest Gump speech killed me. <laughs> like, I was straight up shortling throughout that whole thing it, it i thought it was a great yeah i thought it was a great start and i guess we'll go from there to start actually talking about the story here we go helpful um i thought it was a great start to kind of set up the kind of character he's going to be 
yeah. which by the way, it's uh, Marv. Nope, not Marv. Okay, I saw this movie once. Okay, uh, Zeke Banks. Zeke sorry, Banks, that's yeah. right, because Ezekiel, <laughs> which I love that touch. That was great. Um, so it it it's it was a great start to see the kind of personality, mm-hmm. the kind of worldview that he has, where it's just like because uh, they're talking about the fundamental issues of um, Ginny potentially giving uh, forced AIDS, which. Um, is a conversation I've had with people before. <laughs> I, I feel like this is a real conversation. It's Absolutely. hilarious. I think we've had this conversation before. But um, the, the opening scene kind of serves to show us that he is not your normal cop. We mm-hmm. knew from the trailers, we knew he was a cop and everything. Yeah. So, But first off, you're almost wondering of, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he a bad cop? Is he, you know, it, it shows that he pushes the boundaries. Yeah. Um, but he has good reason to. Uh, because immediately following a very ridiculous and botched undercover thing, um, that he didn't get clearance for. Mm-hmm. He's railroaded by the chief because of his unwillingness to work with the team. Yeah. But he's like a, a team that doesn't want to work with me. Exactly. You know, I, I I really like what they set up there of making him the black sheep. And only because of what the story does with that mm-hmm. moving forward. Um, normally, I'm not a big fan of the... This is the one good soul on this department. And like, I'm not a big fan of like completely making the department depend on one good cop and everything. Mm-hmm. But I think that the story that they're going for here serves very well with that. Yeah. And we completely forgot this starts off with a game. Yeah. Um, it, which I enjoy that it's a game that actually matters. So yes. normally the first thing we jump into with this is just random. Mm-hmm. We have no ties. It doesn't come up later. It's just for introducing our detective Mm -hmm. right and so but here as we find out later though this matters because we find okay first of all okay so it's a july 4th party lady gets her purse stolen Mm -hmm. cop chases him down all right yes he's he's uh tricked into following him into the sewers first off it's it's a dang purse it is not worth that. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, with no backup and no idea what's going on, uh-huh. I'm not following someone into the dang sewer for a, a, a purse with tampons, 350, and maybe a cell phone. Like, no, <laughs> no, ma'am. You you can get that all back. Just cancel your cards. All I'm saying is that tampons are expensive. It, I, I, not that expensive. Not not for my life. Uh, I mean, like, what would... So as, as, the, as the spiral killer, what would you do if, if the cop was just like, ma'am, it's not worth it? <laughs> like, what if he was just like, nah, I'm not doing that? You, like, what, where, where's your, where do you go? What do you do next? You do the jigsaw special and attack him at home in a pig mask. Right, apparently. Like, um, so, yeah, he chases a dude, uh, uh, um, a thief, down into the sewers and ends up getting jumped by a pig yeah. mask. And the pig mask is... The killer, the like the I, I appreciate that it's not it, it's not it, a it's, disciple. Yeah, it, well, it it's a duality. So yeah. it's one of those things where he is a disciple, but he's a disciple that's chosen to become the killer. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, so it's like he's working on his own. Yes, he is the killer, but it it's a cool little narrative thing, and that's one of those things where I'm like, that's that's the kind of stuff where you do where you play off the original, you make it make sense. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Yeah, because the original kidnapping scene in Saw One is. Just one of the best horror movie scenes I've ever and it, seen. And it's good to redo. It's yeah. not good to redo, I think, 
six times no, in this movie. It's not uh, like, like it's most seven. all of its jump scares are the pig mask. And none of them were scary. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's literally just you come out of nowhere. And and that's not a scare. Yeah, that's just no. making making people jump. It's I, jumping out behind a corner going boop boop. Yeah, it's like that's not real. Stop. No. Um yeah. and uh, so he he wakes up in a trap in the subway. Yeah, his tongue is uh between bars i think there's a nail through his tongue too yeah he's he's uh, effectively stuck there uh by his tongue um Mm -hmm. and he's told uh, what okay so we get our picture into what this killer's motives are Mm -hmm. um he's a cop obviously and uh spiral tells him you've lied you've you've sat on the witness stand and you've railroaded um witnesses all the time to get what you want and now's your chance to uh, make up for that. You're going to lose your tongue if you want to live, or mm-hmm. you're just going to get hit by the train. Yeah, he's in there in such a way that if he steps off the box that he is his standing own, his on. His weight will yeah. tear it out. And the tongue effect is so gross. I'm so proud of Spiral. They don't, they don't do too, too much. No. They do enough to where it's like, we want it to seem real, but we don't show it so much. Yeah, I mean... Um, there's one particular trap that I don't think would have worked out, but that's just me. We'll talk about it okay. when we get there. So um, ultimately, he tries to go against the green and figure it out himself, and it mm-hmm. doesn't work. So he gets yeah. hit by the train. Yeah. Um, and that so poor train driver. Our uh, main character, Zeke, is called in with his new partner, who is Tra- William Shank. Yes. Um, which, <laughs> Shank. Shank. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Um, and so there, he's he's a rookie, and he's the chief's solution. The very um, Blue get these uh, lines off of Fox, CBS, and ABC police chief. Where yeah, all of her lines are just recycled old school, like yeah. police chief it uh, could've, garbage. It could've just gotten Tom Selleck to sit behind a desk I mean, in his tiny glasses. I don't know. It's like, just like this isn't. I, it. I mean, it's one of those things. She's she's fine. She's a great actress. She she's real, great. She at least sells it. But yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like she's just giving lines that yeah. you can find in any police procedural. And it's just like you know, I don't know. I, I feel like she was kind of disserviced there a little bit. Yeah. So, but her solution is all right. You're gonna learn to play well with others. So here's a rookie. Great idea. G- give a guy that doesn't care about other people a person to care about. Mm-hmm. And you know, in real life, that would be more troublesome. Yeah. And on their way to the crime scene, we get another fantastic scene of just dialogue. Oh, I love when, yeah, it was just like, <laughs> I, I, like I, isn't I, real. I felt like his line, his uh, direction was, look, you're going through a divorce and you hate it. Mm-hmm. Go. And and he just like rips off of this whole thing because, you know, Shank's talking about his, his wife and kid and yeah. all this other stuff. Um, the funniest part is that you can see him trying not to laugh. Yeah. In the car. Well, he's a great actor. He's fantastic. He is fantastic. Uh, the, he's played by Max Minghella, Um and he he really sells, he sells this it. awkward rookie. Like, oh, I, I don't know if you're serious. Is is this a joke? Like, I don't want to. I don't want to be hazed for this if I say the wrong thing. Like, my wife loves he, Pilates. He, he works so well. He does. Um, and so, but yeah, I love I love that bit where he's just like, yeah, you know. Uh, Women, they cheat in the day. You can do a lot in the day. I found out Pilates aren't even real. <laughs> I love Which, that because that's so stupid. As a woman who does Pilates, like, I'm, like, I'm offended. So, and, and, and he was even like, oh, 
Rachel loves Pilates. And it's just like, I'm sure she does. <laughs> like, I love when Chris Rock is just able... Like, so often the Saul movies don't actually have humor. Yes. They don't have fun character. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate this so much. Because normally we're just in the trap. We're just yeah. stuck with trap people all the time. And it's just like, it's nice to have main characters that are mm-hmm. uh, on the hunt 90% of the time. Yeah. Un- unlike... Um, uh, Wahlberg's character in in the second one where he's kind of in the game mm-hmm. without knowing it. This this is much more like he he's an uh Zeke is an independent piece mm-hmm. on the chessboard, I think. And yeah. I, I think that serves his character well because he's not dictated by the the, the killer. Yeah. He he gets to do what Zeke would do. Um not what he's forced to do, if that makes sense. So yeah. they investigate it, they figure it out, they uh get the clue that uh, they got to go to the courthouse where Spiral mm-hmm. is, where um, a video shows off. And, and, and the video is addressed to Banks. And so we start to see that, okay, this killer is obsessed with Banks, um, which is what I was talking about earlier, where it's just like they use it to the advantage that he's an outsider, that mm-hmm. he's not a part of the, the, the force, really. He kind of does his own thing and does what he thinks is right. Yeah. Um, and, and the killer's trying to use that because his vendetta is against the police department. So all of the traps that we see, all of the victims are going to be police. Yes. And so taking something that Jigsaw normally does of, hey, you're wrong, you need to change, he's applying that instead of a person, he's applying that to a system. He's saying the police are corrupt. Mm-hmm. The police are wrong in this department and they've done a lot of bad things. And I want to change them. And, but his idea is a, 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 to a next level of what Jigsaw would do. It, where at least with Jigsaw, you get out of there like, you're gonna, it's going to suck, but at least you lived and hopefully you'll change. Yeah. With, with Spiral, it's much more of, no, I want you to live with punishment. Yeah. Like, if you live, cool, but you're going to lose something. Like, you're going you're gonna to lose quality of life. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ideas where it's like, no, you didn't die. But you're going to a jail. You're going yeah, to... you're suffering the exactly. rest of your life. And so he's clearly got uh, vendetta. He's clearly got intentions behind mm-hmm. what he's doing. Yeah, and I think it's at this point that we find out a little bit more of Zeke's backstory where the reason he's hated within the department is Which he is turned a, in a, a very typical um, thing. But yeah, uh, yeah like... Okay, so I, this is where one they use a very interesting thing where I'm just like they kind of push it hard. Mm-hmm. So I get the whole he sold it. Or I don't want to say that he 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 told the truth about mm-hmm. something his partner did wrong. Yes, and he's ostracized for it. But then literally everyone else on the department becomes horrible people and mm-hmm. treats him horribly. Which then so the, an interesting twist to all of this is he has reason from outside looking in to not care about any of the people in the traps, to not, yeah. like, to, to almost even be a suspect for putting them there. Yeah. Because all of them in one way or the other screwed him over. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's an interesting, I mean, we as the audience know he didn't do it, but, like, it's an interesting play to try and cause a little extra strife yeah. um, as he's trying to solve this problem. So he's actually trying to catch this killer, but at every turn he's being questioned because, like, like yeah you're not one of us you don't really care is mm-hmm. that you know and uh but the scene where he um uh deals with another cop mm-hmm. who um called the wife of the the first victim and like 
he hates everybody else, but this mm-hmm. this the the first dude at least was still good to him, still yeah. trusted him oh. everything, oh. even though he was a bad person, mm-hmm. he still was nice to Zeke, and so he has a flip out, and and that's some of the best acting in yes. all of this from Chris Rock. Did you use a dead husband emoji? <laughs> right, like you called her. You you know his wife. Yeah. Like I. It, it's the kind of thing, again, it's one of those things where it's just like they give him a little bit of direction and mm-hmm. they're just like, you go with it. I, 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 I don't feel like you can write stuff for Chris Rock mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, the next scene is, it's interesting when they visit the wife. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> she's uh, yeah. just got like the Baptist wife smeared mascara the whole scene and just like a gentle... Um, Shakedown. I, lo- I love, so um, Zeke's going through a divorce. We mentioned that earlier. His ex is there. I love the part where he, so he first talks to the victim's wife. Mm-hmm. Pays his respects and everything. Then she goes, and then the ex shows up, and it's that awkward divorcee stuff where they use their names and all that stuff. And in the middle of that, uh, Shank pops in and tries to introduce himself, and I just, like, I love that. It's so funny. Again, the humor in this Normally, and I don't know how other people feel mm-hmm. about humor and, and horror, but I love this so much because <laughs> it's still, it, it's yes. done so well. And it so is. that's one of my favorite little moments with uh, yeah. Shank there. Uh, I don't really have much else to say about the the wife scene. Yeah, really. It's it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, I mean. It I'd doesn't kinda, do much. Yeah, it's, it's meant to kind of pay off of the, the flip out he had that mm-hmm. he wasn't the one that was... Um, given the opportunity to call the wife. Because he actually yeah. has a relationship. Like, they know each other, they're friends and everything like yeah. that. And then we get a visit from Dad. Yeah, so um, as they start to work on the case, of course, um, we've we've had it hinted at, but here we really see, like, he's former police chief. Um, mm-hmm. He's uh, Zeke's father. He likes to build trains. Yeah. Um, and so uh, he kind of just pops in to just see how he's doing because he knows that they had a relationship mm-hmm. together and everything. So it's like... You know, but it's very much that just like, man, eh, you'll be okay. It's Stuff such up, champ. dad dialogue. I think it's just Samuel L. Jackson being a dad. Right. <laughs> like, it. it's so funny. Like, oh, you want to have dinner? Okay, let's have dinner. <laughs> right. Like, oh, okay. That is that what makes me a good dad? Okay, we'll let's, order let's some pizza. Some Come food. over. Like, you know, it's, I, I mean... I, I enjoy it. I, yeah. I enjoy what they're going for because, I mean, that's a very real aspect. Mm-hmm. Many people, many, many sons have that kind of relationship with their father where it's just very man-to-man. It's not like mm-hmm. we're going to be friends throughout this. And especially with the added aspect of you're a cop, I was the police chief, I'm retired, but even still, it's still kind of playing into our relationship where it's just like, I'm talking to you like I'd talk to a cop. I just care about you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's it, it's well done. It's it. It's good chemistry between the two of them, which, I mean, Chris Rock and, okay. and uh, Jackson, like, they do really great. good actors. Yeah, they play off of each other well. Um, and then, so we get another, our next kill, um, because the whole department's been put on searching for any evidence they can find, mm-hmm. last whereabouts, anything of this this uh, first victim. And so um, the worst of the worst um, from the earlier scenes of the cops that just looked down on um, Chris Rock's character is mm-hmm. the guy who is following up on a lead of this homeless guy, this junkie, who was spotted with the victim in the beginning. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I know that guy. I'm going to go uh, chase him down. Yeah. And, like, it's it's a good setup, um, I think, for this scene and for 
just this character is garbage. And yeah. we later find out yeah, why they, he's garbage. They, they, they really, he, like I said, he's the worst of the worst. Yeah, he's got um, a scar on his cheek. What's interesting is, um, so when when it's like, oh, we found something out, should we call it in? He's like, nah. nah. Which plays off of uh, an earlier scene, or a flashback, mm-hmm. where um, Chris Rock's character is cornered uh, with a guy with a gun. And he's calling for backup. And uh, partner goes to, uh, this guy's name is Fitch. And is like, should we help him out? And he's like, nah. And I love that parallel of mm-hmm. that's his perspective. Now, if he had called for help, if he had assisted, if he had done something right, he might not have ended up in the trap. Mm-hmm. He might not have been on the crap list with this killer. Who knows? But either way, he does get caught. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he never finds the junkie. He only gets um, pig masked. And wakes up in a trap. I couldn't figure out what this trap was at first. And I get it, like, once they explained it. But I did not understand what was supposed to happen here at first. He was supposed to lose his fingers. Yeah, like... I had a little bit of trouble kind of processing that at first, which yeah. is, doesn't make it a bad thing. I mean, it's, well, it's overly elaborate, but I feel like that's It's incredibly song, overly elaborate. Because um, the whole thing is supposed to be, it's very much one of those, like, if your hand causes you to sin thing. So we find out that, so the first guy was a liar. This guy um, basically just, uh, he pulled over a guy who didn't respect him. And so for that, he shot him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of those things where it's just like, uh, oh, you don't care? Okay, well, I don't care. And, yeah. Um, his and one other was two very hard ones to watch because it looks too real to it's, what we've seen in, in real life lately. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how much of that was... I, I, I know some of it had to obviously inform this film, the plot and, and the, the, yeah. I, the the ideology behind it and everything. But um, yeah, it, it was very hard to watch because this is these are very real issues. Um you know, take away the puppets, the pig masks, and all this other stuff. There are cops out there mm-hmm. that abuse their power, that are corrupt, uh, and there are good cops that are ostracized for being good cops mm-hmm. uh, and for bringing accountability to a system like this. And so it, it's one of those things where it really plays off of, so just as much as you might be uncomfortable watching a guy rip his tongue out, I was just as uncomfortable watching the police footage of this guy shooting an unarmed person in the car. Yeah. Um, it was a little real and it, you know, I I think again, this is one of those circumstances where it's silly, it's a horror movie, it's crazy and it's Mm -hmm. gory, but don't lose the story because Mm -hmm. I feel like there's truth to this story. I feel like there's meaning to it. And so, um, it's very highlighted in these flashbacks. It's the worst, I think one of the worst things about the Saw movies, not like, you know, that makes them bad or anything. It makes them even better, I think is the nugget of realism in every single one of these movies yeah. that these are saw traps that could happen. Mm-hmm. These are things that happen in real life. Like, I don't think anybody's going to go to the extent that uh, uh, the, the, Tobin Bell does. Mm-hmm. But, like, this movie, like you said, it, it was hard to watch at times because mm-hmm. of how real it was. And I think that's what makes this a good movie. Yeah. Is the reality of what people are dealing with in mm-hmm. the modern day like it yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like we're not dealing with junkies we're not dealing with generically agreed upon bad people we're talking about people that shouldn't mm-hmm. be bad people that are we're talking and, about civil servants and that's what uh, spiral's whole motivation is is y'all are supposed to be good people and you're mm-hmm. not so i'm going to judge you um and so 
it's one of those, if, if your hand co- causes you to sin, cut off your hand, where it's yeah. like, you have to run the machine that's going to rip your fingers off yeah. uh, in order to escape in time with your life. It's, and and uh, he always says, um, your choice, mm-hmm. uh, live or die. You know, it like the power is in your hands. Mm-hmm. And, and it's one of those things, again, that plays off of the idea of them being caught. The power is in your hands, how you handle these, these uh, criminals, these victims, all of this. You have power in your hand for life or death. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things he's putting that power back in, but he's making it their own life or death. You, you're now responsible for yeah. your life or your death. And this one was hard to watch for a completely different reason. Really? Mostly just because it was gross. Oh, like, yeah. I, you know, this one, again, it's overly elaborate, but basically yeah. he's tied up to a thing that's going to pull his fingers off if he runs the machine. I would rather have something just one chop. Yeah. Cut my fingers off. I would do that in a heartbeat, well, but feeling... Your fingers ripped from your body. Yeah. Watching in that scene, the muscle tearing in yeah. the... Uh, well, I feel like something gross. kind of like this has already been done where it's just like you have to... Like your eyes cause you to sin, so you yeah. have to activate mm-hmm. it. So it's one of those things where I like I feel like they one-upped it where... Like we can't just make him press a button and cut off a finger at yeah. a time. You, you can really tell that he wasn't going for you know, a quick solution. He wanted them to suffer. Absolutely. And ultimately, you're, you're going to be left with scars you can't fix. Like mm-hmm. the other guy, you're going to be moot for the re- mute for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You're going to be, you know, handless, essentially, for the rest of your life. Like, he's going for, you are going to live with this sin mm-hmm. uh, if you live. Uh, of course, uh, you know, he, he doesn't make it in time and ends mm-hmm. up dying. They find him later. Um, they follow up on some more leads, essentially. It leads Zeke to go back to his previous partner, mm-hmm. Pete. Um, because, I mean, and, and what we don't know of initially, he's like, eh, he's, if anybody had a vendetta against me, it'd be Pete. But then we find out when he meets him that this is the, the former partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, so it didn't hit me until later in that. So they say, yeah, he did eight years hard time, and now he's out and he's doing this, you know, um, reformed thing. He's running... Uh, groups in a church talking to people and trying to get people past their lives. And I'm not trying to downplay that. The, real people change their lives, leave yes. home, lead home groups, and, and do a lot of good. But the thing is, when we find out what he did, eight years hard time mm-hmm. for murder. Yeah. So the thing that Zeke sold him out for was he was uh, talking to a witness, asked him if he could confirm an identity and if he would testify. Yeah, against a cop. Yes. Um, and he's like, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, okay. And he kills him because mm-hmm. it turns out if he had done that, it would have indicted him. And so he was trying to, I guess, coerce him into like, you sure you want to do this? You, like he gave him a chance. Sure. But ultimately when he decided, no, I'm, I'm going to do the right thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to protect myself. So he shot him, blamed it that he pulled a gun on him. Um, yeah. Setting up yet another character doing the right thing and getting absolutely just destroyed yeah. for it. So Zeke sells him out. And we actually see a flashback earlier of what his father's reaction to this was. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's meeting with him. And by the way, their idea of let's show their younger, uh, let's throw on it's some a fake facial hair. and a goatee. Yeah. Uh, like, it's so stupid. Um, Chris Rock has more facial hair. He has like a beard and goatee. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson just has a big mustache. old caterpillar mustache. It's, it's hilarious. So, um, so, but yeah, his whole thing is uh, his father's worried about protecting the department. Did you think of how this is going to, like the work I'm going to have to do to cover this up mm-hmm. and not cover it up in that sense, but like 
to make this okay. Like yeah. we're gonna we're gonna indict them and all that stuff, but now I'm gonna have cops that don't trust you, that don't trust me, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and and that basically he was like he was warning him of all the things that were gonna come next. Of you know what's gonna happen because you decided to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about the doing the right thing part though. No, um, the father just cares about the department, the reputation, the work, all of that. And so, um, and that's where we get our first uh, mention of like Section Eight uh, or um, Article Eight. Article Eight um, is you know that cops were given too much authority and power mm-hmm. and ran wild with it. And Pete even says as much. So I mean, regardless, I, you know, he he does say I shouldn't have yeah. killed the guy. I I was. But he understands, like, as wrong as I was, I was wrong because of a wrong system. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know that he's completely saying, if this was different, I wouldn't have. I think bad people are bad people. And yeah. if you give them the opportunity, they will be bad people. Bad people will find a way to justify I, their bad actions. Right. And I do believe bad people can change. I think here he recognizes, hey, I did a bad thing. But ultimately, it's not going to stop because y'all kicked me out and put me in prison. Mm-hmm. It was corrupted in the system itself. It came from the top down. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but it's just a red herring, at least for now, um, to introduce Pete. I thought it was a really good moment. Um, uh, again, for more acting from Chris Rock, but again, mm-hmm. to add more layers to this story. Um, and then I think the next thing is the chief, right? Her, her trap? Uh, hang on. <laughs> yeah, because they no, leave there. No, next to the trap house. What trap house? The meth house. They go to the meth house next. I don't really want to talk about that. It was fine. It was funny. It was funny. Like, like... on a a time constraint, eh. It it was a funny scene where they they go to try to find the the meth head that um, Fitch was chasing after. Yes. And then they get a call, officer down, which an officer got slashed in the arm. No? No, not yet. So that, all that happens, the Pete thing and the trap house happened to give... Shank and Zeke moments together. You're right. Because the next day, You're right. Um, uh, Shank is found dead in a meat house, skinned alive. Uh, bet you didn't know that Spiral was a predator. Um, yeah. So, and, and this Here's, is this, this this is one of those things, though. I'm sorry. I just real fine. quick that where it shows progress. They mm-hmm. don't revel like they show glimpses. Of things, yeah. but they don't completely revel in the skinned body and like they don't completely no. revel in. They they don't even um, show the face. Yeah, they like it's one of those things where it's like we get enough, we know what happened. It's enough to make me uncomfortable, but I don't need to see all of it. I don't need to yeah. glorify it. Like again, it, I think this is a great example of how they balance yeah. things out. And the whole time he's been getting boxes and stuff like that, and the way that they find out where he oh, is yeah. is they open a big box mm-hmm. and it's got the pig puppet. Wrapped in skin mm-hmm. with Charlie written over it. Yeah, because apparently Shank, which I didn't see that oh, until the flashback where they were like, in, in case you missed it, that, missed that's it. that's Shank's tattoo. Yeah. Um, it, it's just one of those things where it's just, it's literally just, and he, he does well with it of just this whole, like, he was a good one. Mm-hmm. He was, he, like, and, and. They go back and they show a lot. Do we go ahead and say. He's he's the disciple. He's, he's not, not the dead. disciple. He's Here, here's your first clue because nothing happened. He did nothing wrong. I called it. Here's the thing: like the the for the spiral killer to just all of a sudden be like, "Oh, this person that was a good person, I'm killing him because you're 
investigate. Like, yeah. It, it doesn't add up to his his motives I'll up go, until this point. I'll go back and, yeah, it, right after the Forrest Gump speech is hilarious, I have in my notes, the rookie is definitely a disciple. So, like, Absolutely. there is a line that gives it away immediately. Yeah, of, like, you caught. I've been waiting for this since I was 12 years old. Right. Like that, and I was just like, oh, yeah. So, okay, we'll go yeah. ahead and say um, the witness that Pete killed, that yeah. Zeke's partner killed, was this guy's father. Mm-hmm. He, wa- he watched all- everything, and ultimately Zeke saw him, and that was maybe even the only reason he actually did the right thing. Mm-hmm. He saw the aftermath and was like, this is not, I can't yeah. not do something. Um, but then nothing seems to happen with the kid. Like, uh, obviously, I guess he just goes into the system. It's just, it, stuff happens. Mm-hmm. But obvi- he, he's, he's hearing about this jigsaw killer and all this other stuff, and he starts to believe, like, oh, this guy believes people should be punished and, and changed through life or death situations. Maybe that's what I should do to these cops. Maybe I should teach them a lesson and all this other stuff. And he sticks with that. Mm-hmm. You know, the planets align that he gets in the right department with the right partner and all this, and then yeah. he starts his game. Um, and so we find out, um, though, uh, the chief gets put in her own trap. Yeah. And this is where it gets revealed she was the right-hand man of the police chief during article eight times so yes. all this bad stuff that cops would do she would help cover up uh and so her trap has to do with getting covered up in wax this is the one that okay. i was like she wouldn't have lived she would not have lived she didn't well yeah like her thing is oh, she has to I, sever her spinal cord I, all, all i want to know yeah so to stop the wax from pouring on her she has to sever her, her spinal cord what i want to know is how does the machine know she's done it Exactly. Like, I don't I don't get this one. Here's okay. And she goes about it in such a dumb way where she's just like rubbing it on the spike. When in reality, just lift your head up, one good thwack. Right. You're good. And it's one of those things where she'd live paralyzed, but she'd be alive. Yeah. Um like, <laughs> My other thing with this is it's a fine trap, but it's revealed that so she gets jumped in the records hall and then she's in the trap, right? Yeah. Well, then when they go to look for her, they find her in the records hall. This dude got a whole trap in the police department, which he uh, he is a cop. We find yeah. out later, so I guess that makes sense. But yeah. my thing is, you got a whole trap in there. How did no one notice this? And then they look at the footage, and they're like, only 13 minutes are missing. Oh, 13 minutes? This man is not only Jigsaw, he is a wizard. Exactly. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is ridiculous. Like, uh... Uh, this one was fine. It was it was fine. fine. The, the we, wax effect was fine. You could tell it was more, we just need her to die. Yeah. Like, first of all, nobody cared about her because her dialogue was crap. Like, it, we just need to get to the climax at this yeah. point. So he goes looking for Pete. And I love that I caught this. I don't think anybody else in the theater got this because I, I looked around when I saw it because I'm like, oh, my gosh. Is, did I just see what I think I saw? Mm-hmm. So he goes back to the church where he uh, interrogated Pete earlier. Yes. He walks in and blurred in the very far background, you see Pig Mask. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm going through my head. I'm like, I think it looks like that, but it could just be an altar boy. I don't know. Like, I, you know, I don't know what <laughs> that know could be. You know altar boys be wearing pig masks. <laughs> well, it's blurred. It's like, yeah. it looks like it could be that, right? Um, Pete's not there, so he goes to leave. When he leaves out the same way he came in, mm-hmm. not there. I'm like, yup, 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 yup. So I loved that little that subtlety. Good. That was really good. Because um, there's so many times where they 
it just seems paranormal. Like, where did they come from? Mm -hmm. I like that very real of like, nope, they were, they were there and they completely depended on not getting noticed. Mm -hmm. And so he kidnaps Zeke. Turns out he's been trying to reach his dad. His dad went to investigate a warehouse for some reason. I don't remember, man. I don't know why, but he went to investigate a warehouse, got caught by the killer. And so the final climax is a choice to save your dad. Oh, well, the Pete thing. The Pete thing, and also red herring, which I did not like this red herring. They did it specifically for the trailer. Oh, where the, he's, the, he's chained up and he's got the saw? He lifts a saw, and then he notices a bobby pin, uses the saw to get the bobby pin, and I was just like, oh, come on, man. I think that was the, that was the partner being like, look, I want to give you a chance. Yeah, that was that was absolutely just a nod. Um, and so, yeah, Pete's in a trap. Uh, I don't really care. I don't know. I mean, the, the whole thing is... an interesting trap. This is a very Saw 3 one where it's like, are you going to do the right thing? Are you going to help him? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to let him, you know, be punished as he should be? The glass effect was fine. And so, uh, yeah, he's getting glass hurled at him uh, while um, Zeke is trying to figure out how to get him out. He figures it out too late and Pete's dead. But um, when he... when the big reveal happens when Zeke meets Shank, and Shank explains all of it. He says that it was a test, and he couldn't believe that he would actually help this scumbag. Mm-hmm. And that's your clue in. That's what he—he he doesn't necessarily want them to win. Yeah. He gives them opportunities to win, but he—he's fine with them dying. He's mm-hmm. fine with their judgment and everything like that. And that's where we get the whole speech of, "Yeah, he shot my father. I—I I became this because of that, and all this other stuff. And mm-hmm. I want to judge the system. I—I I, I think that." This could be a group of people. It doesn't have to be just me, and, and it doesn't have to be one killer. And, you know, we can do a lot of good. You find the bad cops. I kill them. It's, you know. So he, he makes a big old proposal. Yeah. Like, he, he's got this big old monopoly. Um, and this whole time, uh, Zeke's dad is in a trap. Yeah, where it's, like, slowly draining his blood and everything. That's and, not the best trap. Well, But yeah, it's a trap. The, the real trap is, is Zeke going to make the right choice? Yes. So he says, if you shoot that target, it'll release your father, and you'll be free. Mm-hmm. And you better do it quick, because he calls the SWAT. And if the SWAT enter the room, it's set up in such a way that it activates a backup plan. Um, Which is very good. And this, this is a very um, Wahlberg's detective character moment of, like, if you had just listened, if you paid attention, and you made the right choices, mm-hmm. it would have been different. And so... He shoots the target to release his dad, but then immediately goes after Shank Mm -hmm. and tries to settle that vendetta and completely misses the whole thing uh, of the backup plan. And so the SWAT team enters and and the backup plan's triggered. Yes. And it raises up his father again um, and makes him look like a puppet. Yes. And then um, gives him what appears to be a gun Mm -hmm. um, that he's forced to point at the SWAT team. Yes, I thought this was really cool. I, I, I thought it was, so it was, it was a, a dual purpose. So this entire yeah. time, Billy the Puppet has been replaced with, oh my gosh, what's Pig he called? Pig Puppet. Um, he's got a name. He's, he do. I don't remember what it is, though. Um, Kyle. I'm hoping they mention it somewhere. I saw that it was meant, he, he got a full-on name. But anyway, I didn't get at first, uh, I thought the pig... Uh, puppet was because oh I wear a pig mask but no, no. it's a pig puppet it's dressed up as a cop exactly um, and so uh, it's the dual at, uh, duality of hey now you look like the pig puppet 
Um, but then he puts him in the shoes of what so many victims have been put in, where mm-hmm. the cops don't make the right, like... Yeah, they, they make they, a snap judgment. And ultimately, so the chief gets killed. Mm-hmm. The police chief, uh, well, former, yeah. um, gets killed um, yeah. because Sh- of that. Shank gets away, and uh, Zeke is just... Freaking out. Just destroyed. Yeah. I like the new version of the uh, theme that plays. It, it uh, was very it was really, cool. It was really cool. But yeah, it's um, it's one of those things where it's the classic saw of just like right mm-hmm. up until the end, you almost had it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, his choices were either save your dad because you make personal choices. Yeah. Or get me and forget your dad because he did wrong things. And he tried to do both, and that's where he ultimately failed. Yeah, he. I think it's partially the, uh, what's his freaking name, Saw 4? Jeff? Yeah, it's partially Jeff, where it's like, you cannot save everyone. Oh, no, um, it's um, Wahlberg's partner, at, yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. it's it's very much that of just like, dude, you... You have to make well, a choice. Yeah, are you going to do the right thing, or are you going to keep it, covering it's a great cops? Rem- it, it reminisces on a lot of great Saw things. Yeah. It, it works with a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. I think other than bad acting from certain certain characters, yeah. I, I, I think the main players get it right. Chris Rock, Samuel L. Jackson, and then um, Mike, Max, <laughs> Minghella, who played uh, Shank. Uh-huh. All great. They were fantastic. They really. had to get it right. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was kind of meh. I think they blew their budget on the big three. <laughs> yeah, which... And that picture of Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I I liked this movie. Yeah. I liked it a lot for all of the things, the very minor things that I complained about, which I try not to when we talk about movies. I, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. It was a fun movie to watch. It was a fun experience. Um, that might be... You know, just because it was the first movie that we've seen in theaters since The Rise of Skywalker. But I think it did what it was going out to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a Saw movie. That can be said. Or it was a movie of the Book of Saw. But, like I said, for all of the minor complaints that I had, it was a fun experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that they did great with the story. I think that they did great with the characters set up. I did, I, I called it with the disciple, but yeah. that didn't ruin the experience for me. Like, I, I was waiting to see what, where the big reveal would come from. Right, what the motivations were, how it worked. Exactly. Like, even when they're not completely subtle on things, they at least keep some secrets. It, it still works, mm-hmm. remains interesting. Um, yeah, I think this, like the Saw franchise, has more wins than it losses. And I, I think overall it's good. It's a better entry mm-hmm. or more satisfying to me than Jigsaw yeah. because I think it takes elements that we're so familiar with, adds new ones, makes it even relevant, mm-hmm. and and takes the intrigue yeah. of, well, what is Jigsaw without Jigsaw? Yeah, I was on Twitter after we went to see the movie, and I saw a couple of tweets of people saying that it was a preachy movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, have you never seen a Saw movie before? Right. Like, like I, I mean, that's the thing is if we delve into a lot of things, there's a lot throughout the franchise. Now, in some entries, maybe less than others, but mm-hmm. overall, there was always meant to be a narrative. Mm-hmm. There was always meant to be a reflection on reality and an indictment on reality as well. I agree. And it's meant to be almost this perspective of if we don't do the right thing, some bad person is going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So. 
yeah, I think that we have to face consequences of being bad people. And I think we have to be willing to understand that if we continue to do bad things, we're going to lose some rights to quality of life. We're going mm-hmm. to lose some friendships. We're going to yeah. not be afforded some of the same things because nobody likes bad people. Yeah, And and, and so we have to change. Now, if we don't, we don't take that into our own hands, someone will do it for us and we might not get the best results. You might lose your hands. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those things where, and that's where I've always said, where it's just like, is Jigsaw's m- methods wrong? Yes. yes. Is his inspiration wrong? Not necessarily. So it's one of those things. And and I think I see that continue here where it's just like you have now that applied to a system Mm -hmm. where it's just like there has to be judgment and accountability. Yes. Yes. And if it doesn't come from within, it's going to come from the outside. Um, I think we've been seeing that for the last two years. I completely agree. And now I don't think people should don pig masks and blah, blah, blah. Have to do the obligatory. I don't think that this is the right way. But no, I, I do think that it hits on notes that are real and relevant and necessary. I'm going to go ahead and say we are very for police reform. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a huge issue. Like, you come from a police family. Mm-hmm. Like, so you have seen the inner workings, I guess, to a yeah. point. But if anything, events from the last couple of years have shown us there needs to be some kind of change. Mm-hmm. things need to change. Mm-hmm. Um, where that comes from, I don't know where that's going to come from, honestly, <laughs> that, at this that, point. That, thankfully not uh, serial killers. Yeah, I mean, but maybe. Yeah, I, 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 I think that taking the reality of this is, yeah, I, I think that it highlights a very real issue. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you fundamentally disagree that there's corrupt cops out there, I think that... You haven't been paying attention. I, yeah, I think that in and of itself is part of the issue. Um, you know, it's it's all about facing the question of how do we fix it? Mm-hmm. And we have to fix it for the right reasons. Not fix it to uh, save credibility. Not fix it to, uh, you know, uh, keep things the way they are. But mm-hmm. fix it so that the right thing is done for the right people by the right people. Yes. And, and that's ultimately what the goal should be. Anywhere. Cops. People. Mm-hmm. And, like no matter where you apply it, at the end of the day, we've got to do the right things for the right reasons, and we've got to be willing to face change when we find that we've been on the wrong side of things. When we find out that we've been doing things that have mm-hmm. been hurtful, willingly or not, to people, you know. And and I think that that's what's so important and, and great about the story of Saw is it rubs up against real things, real Absolutely. issues. And I think you can watch and enjoy these movies, but I think you can also, if you're paying attention learn something and be challenged and maybe even be inspired mm-hmm. not to do bad things, not to be a serial killer. Please don't be a serial but killer. But to hopefully change and be a good person. But if you do, please don't put our names on it. I mean, technically it. that narrative's been in there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in Friday the 13th, they're like, don't care about sex and, and uh, drugs and all this other stuff. You know, do your dang job. Like, I mean, it's always been preachy. Everything's always been preachy. Horror is preachy. You know, Sins of the Parents for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, where Mm -hmm. it's just like you take the law into your own hands, and now it's going to come back and bite you. Good people doing bad things does not make good things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we could go all day. Stitches, don't put on clown costumes. (laughs) You know, like there's there's all kinds of things throughout. Like, and that that's one of those things that pushes the boundaries of our understanding of horror movies. It's not just meant to be ooh scary, ooh Mm -hmm. entertaining. It's meant to be 
Like, the scariest thing is real life. And that's not just a cheesy tagline. That's real. All of these things come from somewhere. Dude, how many movies were made about the satanic panic in the 80s? Right. Like, it's insane. So, uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this journey into the story of Saw and our review and look at Spiral. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it if you get the chance to check it out uh, and go to theaters. We highly recommend, if you can, safely to do so. Because, heck, we all need a little break from life, and now that movie theaters are back, we should take full advantage of it. Uh, We are not done with horror, though, because we have another much more favorite franchise getting a sequel as well. And so, immediately following this, um, aside from what we're doing with Nerd Herder and Hat Chatter, but for Nerdyverse, we are next diving into another James uh, Wan-inspired franchise, and that is the Conjuring-verse. Now, John. Yes. Repeat after me. Yes. La Llorona. My Sharona. La Llorona. My Ricona. La Llorona. Ricola. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we're going to be diving into um, the Conjuring films and then wrapping that up similarly to this with uh, the newest film, um, Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. And so there's so many great movies in this series that we cannot wait to talk about. And so we'll be back with that. So hopefully you're enjoying this stint into horror um, that we're doing because, uh, you know, if you hang out with us enough, we're going to talk about Star Wars horror and music mostly. So it's there. It's always there. So you're just going to have to put up with it. It's and we're, we're happy for those that have been enjoying this with us and hopefully you continue to enjoy it. Um, thank you to our patrons that support our habits. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> um, if you want to support us, if you think we are worthy of your money and if you would like to pay us good money to tell us what to do, you can do that at the links in the description and find our Patreon. Um, We also appreciate our friends at the Red 5 Network, folks that cheer us on, inspire us, and also do their own cool stuff that you can check out at red5network.com. We also appreciate Jesse and Game Infinite. The Game Infinite brand is always talking about gaming news, gaming articles, Mm -hmm. uh, sharing cosplay art, and all kinds of other creativity. So if you like anything gaming, GameInfinite.net, yes. GameInfinite on Instagram and Twitter is your place for all of that goodness. Yeah, that's um, Sonic Direct You recently. can also support us on Star Wars Infinite on Instagram. Uh, it's a partnership between us and Game Infinite where we talk about Star Wars in specific. So if you're into the Star Wars only or if you're into all kinds of things, like the new Sonic game that's coming out and Mass Effect got a new thingy, I don't know. I've, I've never played one of those games, so I'm, I'm out of the loop, so I guess I need to read a Game Infinite article, mm-hmm. and you can join me. Check it out. Um, other than that, We'll be back. Um, La Llorona. My Canarona. Goodbye. My Corolla. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee.